and welcome back to another edition of the Bosnian American Professionals Podcast. And my name is Nedim Ramić and my co-host again is... Dr. Avdi Chomkarapetov here in St. Louis. And Alia, I don't even know where to start introducing you either. So I'm just going to open the floor up for you. And if you want to give us a quick introduction of who you are and then uh, we'll take it from there. Oh, wow. Uh, my name is Alia Jekic. I'm 45 years old, yeah, uh, happily married, uh, proud parent of two daughters, 19-year-old Dahlia and 11-year-old Alyssa. Uh, been in the United States for, what, 23, 24 years, about, just about now, in St. Louis for the last 10. I used to live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah. Wow. I know, cold. Uh, when I came to the States back in 95, late 95, then, like everyone else, started figuring out what's going on. In January 97, I enrolled in college, got a double major in business administration and psychology. Currently employed as a senior business system analyst for protective uh, asset protection. So, wow, yeah. what an enough? introduction. That, that, that is yeah, certainly enough and you know, the, the, the part that you didn't live in St. Louis for the entirety of your United States. I did not know that. And I think th- th- this is why it's so, so good, these, these, these podcasts that we're doing. As I told you before we started, like, a lot of people know us. A lot of people know who I am. A lot of people know who Addis is. A lot of people know who Alia is. But then we start digging a little deeper, and then people are surprised, like, wow, I didn't know that about Alia. No, I didn't know either. I know he likes Shampita, but I didn't know uh, anything sure. beyond that. You, you can, you know, and you can eat any cake as long as it's not Shampita. You know, that's <laughs> mine. You know. When I was in one of those uh, shops in Bosnia, and then recently, and a good friend of mine, and we walk into the, in Barcharshir, we walk into the shop, you know, and I see one, you know. And he's from Sarajevo, and I'm like, I see one Shampita over there, and I'm like, you, know, you can buy everything except that, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't care if you buy like a train full or something else, that, that one is mine, you know. So that Shampita like is yours. But <laughs> let's, go, let's go a little bit uh, further back. So you said you're 45 years old. What part uh, of Bosnia are you from? The best part, Bosnianski Shamat, Posavina. So and lots of good memories. What about the bad memories? Let's put those aside. Let's put those aside. A lot of people don't like talking about those bad memories, and we all know what happened. So you said you came to the United States in 95? Yep. What was your journey like to the United States? I don't know. Interesting, like everybody else's. I mean, you you come here, and you do not know what to expect, you know. So when we got to the United States, it's home set on new culture, new way of life, especially in South Dakota. I mean, 99 point something white, you know, so you're in there, you did not see anything different, but yet it's way different. So, I mean, the challenge, the biggest challenge was, again, the language, I think it was the biggest thing. So, especially once I decided to go to college, how to to learn the language, because I was, 21 at that time, you know, so. Did you come directly from Bosnia or did you go somewhere else? Yeah, you know, came, I came from there, you know, so I didn't come. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah. so, were you married at the time you arrived? Nope. So you were single at that time? I was single. I, I came with my uh, parents. Okay, you know, so. okay. And so, besides the culture shock 
and you know living in a very very cold area of the United States. Um, what else do you remember during that time? What, what what were the good things that you remember? That time, mm -hmm. we were, and the people that were oh there we go, uh, people that uh, lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at that time that we were friends with, mm -hmm. we were kind of close together. You know, so we were visiting each other a lot. You know, we were helping out each other. You know. And then when I look at that, at the same thing now, you know, not as much. You know. We have friends, but we're not so close. You know. How many people were there at that time? How many? At that time, uh, probably like when I came, there was probably like you know, two hundred, and now it's like fifteen hundred, two thousand, over there. It's interesting. There's I know quite a few people that came from that Sioux Falls, South Dakota to St. Louis also. Really? Yeah, probably like at, at least 20 people that I know. It's not that they followed me, you know, but... Yeah, I was just going to ask, you, you coming over here, did you think they influenced them coming as well? Because I know in some areas, whenever, like, they'll move from, let's say, San Francisco, and it's usually family members will follow or... Well, I have a couple of uh, family friends that moved after visiting me, you know, mm -hmm. in my family. But the others, you know, they just moved because they had relatives living in St. Louis. How did you end up in, in, in you know, the coldest part of the United States? Well, my stepbrother lived there, oh, you know, okay. so when we applied, it was reuniting the families, you know, so. Okay. And then what year did you arrive in, in, in St. Louis? Uh, 2009. And... How? Why? What happened? Why? Well, <laughs> change in uh, life's perspective. You know, I mean, just had our second child, and we were like you know, thinking, what, we, what, what do we want out of our life, and what's Sioux Falls not offering to us? You know? And one thing that it was not offering was uh, the larger Bosnian community. You know? So, which I mean, with Bosnian community, yeah, there's fifty thousand or whatever the number is here, you know, but uh, you get everything that comes with it. You get, like, you know, shops, you get the concerts, you get this, you get that. You get lawyers, chiropractors, you know. You didn't get that over there. And we wanted our kids to embrace Bosnian culture as much as possible. And, you know, my wife had relatives here that we visited quite often. So we're like, and she was on maternity leave. Her job, I'm like, you know, if, you go back to work, we're never moving, so if you want to move, it's, now is the time. So we ended up buying a house. We bought a house through with Eldon College, and we bought a house. I had, had a job lined up with Wells Fargo, and 2008, the economy crashed. So, fun times. What about the schooling part? Uh, where did you go to school at here in the United States? University of South Dakota. Okay, and that's where you finished your degree? Yep. What was your degree in? Uh, double major business management and psychology. Okay, and uh, when you came to St. Louis, the crash happened, mm -hmm. and that was that was rough, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, didn't have a job for uh, like nine months, then ended up getting a job with uh, Mastercard. Then after that, six months after that, I had another offer, better offer, and took it, and I've been there ever since. Interesting. So you're doing more in the business administration than the psychology, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my team, my department that I work with, I'm in IT, so we work on 
different aspects of IT, but my group is uh, working with the reports, so reporting and analytics group, and we also handle the customer relationship management software for our company. So, good, like it, love it, good. That sounds a little a little complicated for me, so I'm gonna switch <laughs> subjects here. <laughs> um, you just shake your head. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Just we say all, yes, yes. Yeah, so we, we all know. Alia Jenkins is a community activist, and you just mentioned you wanted your family to embrace that, you know, Bosnian mm-hmm. culture, to, to, you know, be around more Bosnian Americans that, that St. Louis had to offer, and that's why you moved. So let's briefly touch upon your uh, involvement with the uh, Islamic uh, Center here in St. Louis, mm-hmm. Newark. Okay. Uh, when did you get involved with them, and then your, your roles, and... Yeah. Doing now? He, didn't, he didn't just come to embrace the Bosnian culture, he came to actually make it even better. Yeah. And he has done that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no. uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, um, since the founding of the St. Louis Islamic Center in Newark, I was in the first I was a secretary, board secretary, then for a couple of years, then after that I was board president, and last six months or so I'm just a board member. Uh, so. But I have been since the founding of it, since day one, I guess. So I went through thick and thin. The founding yeah. father. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. But, you know, there are people that uh, had a vision of that becoming something else, you know, that I was just a piece in that puzzle. And you guys have done an amazing job. I mean, the Thank structure you. that's been erected is just amazing. Yeah. And I also noticed you guys have been doing amazing work and, you know, bringing in the, the, the youth, the Bondian American youth to, to the center. And I think, I think that's great. But let's kind of like build on that. And let me ask you your opinion. And you briefly touched upon it before uh, going, you know, to, to record this one. The Bosnian Americans here in the St. Louis area. Yeah. And so with all this potential that we've got and i know you are interested in in in, in, you know community engagement and the community flourishing and all that stuff besides the the you know religious centers that we've got um a lot of the other groups are really not doing too hot unless i'm mistaken correct you're 100 percent right why do you think that is well Multiple reasons. First, lack of interest of people that are part of it, that are leading it. Then second is the lack of interest for the community in supporting those groups. Third of all, you know, they do not know what to do, or we do not know what to do with those different groups. So while other immigrant communities are doing well in different aspects, we are not. So, but we are lacking. Uh, vision and lacking the chance to uh, capitalize on the opportunity. And I'm going to try to rephrase that. We're not doing as well as we could potential-wise. How about that? Probably, yeah. Um, But you're right. I mean, when you look at it, the religious centers, every time, you know, something is going on, people come together. You know, obviously the the, the Bosnian Americans have built religious centers uh, uh, around town, but when it comes to other groups, it's just not been as effective, I want to say. I mean, there's been some groups that wanted to achieve something, like, you know, groups that I've been part of, you know, back in the day, you know, uh, 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 the the Chamber of Commerce, the, uh, what's the other organization I'm, I'm thinking of? 
was the American professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was that group. I, was, I, I had high hopes for that group as well, as a matter of fact. Uh, but th they just haven't gotten any traction. You mm -hmm. know, they've had a few events here and there, and it just, you know, quieted down. So what do you think needs to happen for that to change? Uh, first, we need to have at least 10 to 20 people that will be dedicated to anything that a certain group will do. And that group needs to have a vision and a plan how to achieve it. That's from those 20 people. But from the rest of us, that group needs support. You know, from financial support to uh, volunteer support, anything else. So not all of us can do all of it, uh, everything. You know, so if you're an um, expert in something, we should give you the opportunity to do something with it, you know, to run it, to be in charge. Yes, we might not agree with the way how you're executing something, but we can bring up the, I guess, the issue or the concern, if it's a valid or if you have the uh, explanation for it, as long as we're standing behind you 100%. I mean, in Immigrants community are succeeding with it. You know, we have people that are uh, capitalizing on the capitalist system here that we have. And I mean, why don't we, as the Bosnians, have a center, for example, that we can have the programs and United Way and the different and organizations will give us money for it. I mean, you have centers here in St. Louis that get seven million dollars a year from just from United Way. That they have uh, that they have a hundred employees, and they're offering services where the members are paying for those services, and yet they're making getting grants from the. I mean, we have people that have needs here, that have the that the uh, from the support need to the uh, to the educational need, and there are grants out there for that. We just do not have the people that execute those ideas because we're starting to mix the religious side and the civic side, and we need to keep those aside. No. I think we do have those right people, just we don't kind of like put it together. Well, let's put them together. Right. Why don't we do it? Seems like My everybody's waiting on somebody else to be the one to start the ball rolling. Okay, today is, let's roll the ball. Today is the September 10th, 5.35. Let's well, roll the ball. And, and, and I, I meant to add to that, and I, I've been thinking about this issue a lot. I, I tend to agree with you know, you and a lot of other people that have got that same opinion that, that, that there's just that lack of interest. And you, in your answer, you mentioned you know, vision, you, you know, mm -hmm. uh, goal. And so my question is, what would that goal be? What would that vision be for the Bosnian American community, for the for the for the for the entirety of the community to rally, you know, towards that goal, to work towards that goal? What would that goal be? What is what is that one little thing that we can all hang our heads on? You just said two words, Bosnian community. So whatever is tied to it, I mean, could be educational for Bosnian community, could be. I don't know, sports for Bosnian community. I mean, all the other ce uh, centers that are around here, you have Jewish community center, you have, I don't know, Czech community, Italian community, but they're like Italian community, and that's their vision, you know, that kind of, that's on top, then you have, you separate it. You have different segments underneath. You know. 
Nothing is speechless. That's a funny I'm not. I'm not speechless. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just. I'm just thinking about your answer, and, and and I know what you're saying. You know, let let's build a center. Let's build a community center. Basically. No, I'm not saying. Well, that would that would be ultimate goal. Yes, but let's build a community organization, Bosnian communities, Bosnian heritage center. Call it however you want to call it. And that that that's fine and dandy. Yeah. But what exactly would that center do? What are the needs of our community? And that's that's the that's the other one that that I've I've given a lot of and thought to that because there's you know if you talk to Muyo today he'll say the needs of our community are you know the opioid crisis of course, and if yeah. you talk to Hamo tomorrow Hamo is gonna say well we need to take care of our elderly great and then you go talk to Hasso and Hasso is gonna say well you know we need our kids to learn Bosnian so mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so. That's kind of a broad spectrum. It and is. So you're saying all of those things should be underneath that umbrella. Of it the is, but nothing. That's why you have to prioritize, like everything else. You know? I mean, if your roof is leaking, you're not. You don't care if your lock, door lock, is broken, do you? Yes, you have to fix it eventually, but you need to take care of your roof and your house. You know? So let's set the priorities. You know, list them, put them, see where's the most interest. Where can you get the most grants for it to address that, but do not forget the other st- stuff. And where no. do you start? Do we have <coughs> to create new community? Is there something that already exists that we can build up on? I don't think there anything exists. Anything so you have to start from the ground uh, up. Some you have to start with a new group of people with the ground up, people with passion for it. You know, passion for to prevent to pre presenting the culture, the identity, the who we are, if we want to succeed. I mean. We will assimilate sooner rather than la- later, you know, that I means just how do we make that transition smooth as possible, you know, that, yet that, that we still do not forget who we are and where we came from. Why do we have the Irish-American that came here like 200 years ago, but they say they're Irish-American? They've never been to Ireland, but yet, you know, when we have St. Patrick's Day, they're waving the flag, wearing green, because they're Irish. So you're saying 100 years from now, our kids and grandkids, God willing, will be not even think that they had any Bosnians, and they'll just be American straight. They're not going to if, call if we continue, If we continue this pace and this path, yeah. That's, um, I mean, I'm guessing that will happen. Because we're not doing anything to change or prevent I, it. I don't think it's even going to take a hundred years. I think it's going to be even sooner than that. Yeah, but yeah. So, how do you attract the folks that are in a position to contribute to achieving that goal or vision or whatever you want to call it? You have to present them the idea and what are you trying to achieve. You know, that's where it all starts. I mean, if you, you, you will start with a small group, but the presentation that you're not trying to, or, I mean, to influence somebody to do something bad, or, you know, that you, what your goal is, that you're not in there for your own benefit, but you want the commu- community to succeed. That approach we have to take. I mean, if, if we just continue to, to rely on one group of people or, you know, one small group of people to just think about it. It's not going to happen. We need the brother's support, but somebody needs to take charge. And when I was 
and taking my business classes 20 years ago. Uh, our operational management teacher told us that in a anywhere, wherever you apply it, 3% of people are in charge. You know? When you look at it, you know, you have the, in the company, you have board of directors. There's like seven of them. But they have so many vice presidents, you know, and uh, uh, department managers. And when you take the percentages down, you always have three to, three to five people that are leading it. They're coming up with the vision that they're, you know, so that's why we need, we need here three to five people that will do something. And, and I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, obviously, there needs to be an initial working group to design that, that vision, that goal. And you know, my, my thinking <coughs> along those lines was you actually need two things. You need, you need that group to, to create that vision, to create that goal. But I think the next stumbling block that we have, and, and I don't think it's just our community, because the United States kind of makes you more individualistic. It doesn't mm -hmm. really force you to, you know, kind of be a, a group thinker or group person. It wants you to be more individualistic, to think for yourself, you know, and stuff like that. So the question I have then, how do you sell that vision, that goal to those individuals? Because here's what I've come to realize. Their question is usually, what's in it for me? Of course, that's always going to be a question. So what's in it for the individual Bosnian-Americans to contribute towards that vision or goal of the Bosnian-American community? How does you answer that? <laughs> <laughs> my, my, question, my question to that would be, not, uh, not what uh, your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? <laughs> so listen, JFK. <coughs> JFK talking, wow. <laughs> I mean, but again, it goes back to what uh, what services can you offer, you know, that will prevent it. I mean, we were talking about that earlier, that, you know, I mean, we have so many people here that are Bosnian, especially older people that are Bosnians, you know, that don't have a passport, a passport, Bosnian passport. Why don't we focus on that, you know, keeping that relationship open? People are returning back to Bosnia, you know, and yet, I mean, I, I had a hard time getting the... Uh, documents for my children you know, that were born in the United States, Bosnian papers, you know, and why don't we start figuring out what, what do people need? I mean, if you start, if you have, I don't know, bowling club in, in that center, I don't care about bowling club, but once you might have the Bosnian language like you were talking about, or Bosnian history, or the well-being that, you know, the exercise classes that I will take care of, that, that I will care about. And yeah, and I tend to agree with that. That that, that was my my again thinking was when they ask, you know, what's in it for me, mm -hmm. and I I kind of put myself in that in that position. What's in it for me? Well, personally, I would like my kids and you know grandkids and my ancestors to know that you know they came from Bosnia mm -hmm. a long long time ago, and they are proud Bosnian Americans. And the other aspect of that is, well, the United States is a melting pot. And, you know, it's a good thing that most people are melting into that pot. But you melt with your own culture. So you're making the United States better mm -hmm. by keeping and remembering and knowing yes. where you're from and also improving your body in American culture. And that, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking would be a good thing. So if, if, if I had to say, hey, I'm going to support that vision, I want to support it because of these, mm -hmm. of these reasons that I just mentioned. Definitely. 
so I think that, that that's a good starting point. I think we've just you know uh, created a nucleus here that we can we can build upon and maybe you know uh, start working towards it. And maybe maybe we'll we'll span it across the United States. You know, have it grow never organically know. from St. Louis. Yeah, expectations are always that the St. Louis will do something big. You know, and we need to capitalize on it. Yeah, so. and it is the largest Bosnian population outside the uh, Bosnia, Bosnia. So, I mean, some things like like you mentioned, being able to get a Bosnian passport at Chicago, but not being able to get it in St. Louis, where the difference in Bosnian American citizens is huge. I mean, it yeah. just doesn't make sense. So. And I always, I or not always, but I, I, I like your opinion. So now this kind of scratch the surface as to why as a community we're really not working to, to, to together to, to, to improve ourselves but why do you why do you think individual Bosnian Americans have have prospered in the United States because when you look at, at, at a lot of the Bosnian American individuals you know we've only been here what 20 years mm -hmm. now most of us and you know a lot of us have achieved a lot mm -hmm. why do you think that is well, that's, I mean, it's built in us. I mean, the drive, the work ethic that we have, you know, the drive to succeed. So, I mean, we always, uh, we don't, we do not stop anything, you know, from preventing, we do not allow anything to stop us from succeeding and becoming better, doing more, you know, for us. So, I mean, we are the driving force, you know, I mean, when you look at the immigrant community, we're being the, uh, the, poster being the, the poster child, the uh, role model for the other communities. You know, and the, the expectations are that they will do the same thing with it. But we take stuff seriously. We know what we have back home and we know how easily we lost it back home. Yeah. Now we get here, we get an opportunity to, to succeed. And why, not, why not take it? Grab, uh, grab that bull by the horns. And Go with it. Go I with tend it. to agree with you. I tend to agree. It's it's that it's that hard work, work ethic, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think we also place a high value in school and mm -hmm. education, and I think that has really helped us a lot as well. That and your dad yelling at you. you yeah, have to get not your just yelling. I, I wish he was just yelling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, actually, it was all, he, he he only whooped me once, mm. but my mom whooped me like three times a day at least. You know, <laughs> I think I think nowadays kids are automatically saying, "Look at my cell phone that I've got at five mm. years old. I'm gonna call the police on you if you touch me again." <laughs> yeah, I, I I just look at my kids and I just go, "Hmm," and I turn on TV. They know what's going on. Immediately. All right. Yeah. Well, I, just, I don't have any other questions for our guest, Alia. What about you? No, I think he touched up on some really good points. I think he opened up a uh, few doors and we can probably revisit quite a few of those topics a couple of years from now and see if anything really happened. But why wait a couple of years? No, I mean yeah. for the another podcast to revisit ah, see okay. if, we, if we have uh, mm -hmm. done something else. But I'm talking about the uh, you open up the doors mm -hmm. to, to get think, the ball uh, rolling and yeah. uh, I think we can do a lot and we can do it really quick you know so we just need to have people that are willing to do it yeah I, I think you're right I think we are strong as a community uh, even though there may be like you said only 50,000 of us there may be more but uh, even as 50,000 I think that we have individually we're pretty strong and um, we have uh 
good backbone and we tend to work together um, usually in bad situations so if mm -hmm. somebody is sick and they need help we all get together mm -hmm. but why only in those situations we can we can start getting together even you know because uh, we're retroactive we're not proactive mm -hmm. so, so I, I I think we have all the pieces of the puzzle we just need to start putting it together okay mm. well, I like that analogy I'll support putting that the puzzle together as much as I can you know so you can count me in not to be in charge but to support you know <laughs> sounds good Alia yeah. is there anything that you would like to add that we have not asked you or mentioned uh, no we could have talked for a lot longer you know so I mean I'm afraid if I start saying that there, these are things you need to mention and then we'll, we'll just continue we'll going for it. We'll, we'll bring you back for another episode, yeah. my friend, but you know, you, I do want to be respectful of your time as well. And so I want to I wanna thank you very much my for stopping yeah. by today, talking to us. And it my was pleasure. a pleasure to see you again, man. My pleasure to see both of Thanks you Thanks, Alia. Thank you all. Thanks, everybody. And you have yourself a wonderful rest of the week. And tune in with us for the uh, upcoming episode that we've got lined up for you as well. Thank you and stay safe.